of your life. But I feel yeah, I think big thing that people get lost in him. He get lost in the enormity of what is happening to your body. Oh, absolutely, uh, yeah. it's understandable. I completely get it. But I think for me, it's 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 looking at your mindset and looking at, at like how how do you move forward now with what you've got and i think some people like feel that they've lost a normal life but what i would ask people to do is to maybe ask themselves well what is a normal life do you know yeah. what I mean? there's everything happened to me whenever i turned 30 effectively um which says everything about turning 30 and, and nothing yeah about... a massive combustion there yeah you turn 30 and smash there you go yeah have, have a one of the biggest things for me was actually getting back up to just running 10 minutes yeah. continuously and and that that was a milestone um you know and that took that took about six it take, I know, it take, must have been about yeah a good a good four maybe six months like i know a lot of that like admittedly possibly could have done it sooner but i yeah. think there was a lot there's a lot of personal adaptation going um and things things like that and I was just looking for distractions but then when I got back into training about I think I did some basic rehab and then I think about month three then I started actually training under my own steam yeah yeah, yeah. And just going through the walk jog sort of process which basically breaking down a run um I then got up to like 10 minutes and then it was like 20 minutes and then all of a sudden you know I was I was running for 30 minutes and that that was huge but it was like before that, you know, I was running 10Ks in under 40 minutes. So, yeah. was, do you know what I mean? That, that, that in itself was a massive shock, like not being able to run, not even. And it was on Muslim Act that I couldn't run per se. I just didn't even have the energy to do it. And yeah. that, that, I think. But it's, it's finding the new norm. It's like yeah. essentially what you're, you're describing there is setting smaller goals or setting goals, but the realistic goals as well. It's not just saying, right, I'm going to get back to where I was within. A small time frame. That, that's it's not it's it's not that it'll never happen. It's just going to take that much longer because your body your body dynamics are a little bit different now, or a lot different I, in some cases. Life's too short, well, isn't it? Life's just too short to get yourself hung up on doing that. And I think look yeah, at yeah. your focus focus on you rather than what other people are doing. Yeah, because there's there's loads of people like you know we're surrounded by social media now where all you see is pictures of people having a wonderful life doing crazy shit yeah but actually if you just focus on yourself focus on what you did yesterday and can you do better than that today that's that's well, going to win that's half well that's essentially that's what i found difficult in the last kind of six months with the surgery i've had and the, and the dramatic change to my body shape and and the way i feel is that i've stayed as clear as i can from, from things like instagram and facebook where you'll see people in better condition um you know competing and doing all the things you think i i just wish i could be back there as soon as possible but it, you, the start realization is it's going to take a long time to get back there and it may not even get back there but but going on these sites and sometimes make you feel hugely deflated and you can't compare yourself to them people at one time i could and and dare i say it was probably better than some of them you know but but now my body's a bit different and, and the dynamics of my body are a lot different so i have to accept what's going on in my body and then approach the way i want to train from my perspective for, for what i'm able to achieve and that's not saying let's not aim for stars let's not let's not um ever set ourselves difficult targets 
it just means to slowly, slowly capture your monkey. It's going to take a little bit longer to get there than what you would do, um, you know, normally or previous uh, prior to surgery. So yeah. it's understanding how your body feels and not just looking at others and think, thinking, oh, I can get back there, or I'm going to get back there, or I feel really, really um, down that I can't be at that standard right now. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's massive. Like, looking at people like, oh, I'm going to run a four-minute mile. Okay. Well, can you walk a mile? Can you walk a mile? Well, that yeah. never happened for me anyway. That would never have happened. Yeah. Nor in my bottom, which I haven't <laughs> anymore, so that doesn't matter. But it's like people people should set audacious goals. I'm I'm definitely one of these people that that thinks an audacious goal is something good to set. But what I think a lot of people feel to do is like you're saying is set those intermediary goals. Like yeah. you know, it's very good setting a, a goal for running a three-hour marathon or bench pressing 120 kilos. Um, but what are you going to do to get there? And it's it's that journey and facing those little stepping stone goals, if you want to call it that. So yeah. it's like a 20 minute 5k. Well, okay, let's let's build up to completing a 5k, and then we'll start chipping away. Um, yeah. Some people put some people, and I see it all the time at this time of year, is people going out and saying, "I'm going to do X," and they fail to do it in that first month, and therefore they think that they failed rather than yeah. That I'm at. How do I then get to where I want to be? Absolutely, yeah. You can't reevaluate as well. It's not just set your target and that's my target. If I don't achieve it, then I fail. Like you said, it's reevaluate. If you don't meet that target in that time period, that's fine. There's still plenty of time ahead of you. So reevaluate, think about how do I achieve that target from where I am now. It's exactly what you just said. And I think the other thing what I find when people shut down, even if <laughs> if you decided that from next week I'm going to at least walk once a week or I'm going to walk once a day that's you're you're then doing a hundred percent more than what you did the previous week so I mean so that's that in itself like you're, you're doing a hundred percent more activity than you did just by doing one walk you do yeah. five walks that's 500 percent more activity than you did yeah. the previous week that takes its toll but that's a massive massive achievement and I think that's just figuring things out. So, f like for me at the minute, I've shipped things around. We talked about it earlier in the week um, that I've shifted my mindset for different things now, and like having family time is really important to me. Mm -hmm. So, we've kind of got uber organised in our sort of daily routine. So, I'll get up at between five and half five now, and I'll spend an hour just doing bits and pieces, like looking into how do you set up a podcast, how do you set up a YouTube video channel, and things like that. And just developing that so we can share our stories. But then that allows me to crush all of that time. And you know, my, my goal is to actually start training around then. Then yeah. I'll have breakfast with the family, get into work, get myself up to lunchtime and work. I'll train at lunchtime. And then I get home, get dinner out by six, and then sort out the little ones. And then by seven o'clock, I've got a golden hour there to spend quality time with the missus and then it's in bed ready for the next day by sort of half eight nine o'clock yeah and that has made me so much more productive and it's just just little bits so it started with just getting up yeah i mean literally just get up brush your teeth go downstairs have a coffee and do do one thing and i did doing that one thing and then half six when everyone else is starting to get up or the little one's going i need a wee <laughs> yeah, I've had an hour of just you know, but it's just the fact that I got up 
and already there's just the fact that I got up that's my first victory yeah then did one thing that's my second victory then that I'm up and awake and I've had a coffee before they get up that's my third victory. so by the time I got into work I've had like four or five mini victories so I'm already buoyed for the day I'm just like let's go get it I mean by eight o'clock that night I've done everything kind of that I wanted to do in that day so it's like I'm ready to turn off now I'm ready to go um and I don't feel guilty because I've had a bit of time in the morning with the kids a little bit of time in the evening with the kids and then some some adult time with the missus yeah. and I've managed to fit it in I think when I start training in the morning again I'm gonna have to readjust like you say um to to factor in that fatigue level a little bit more that might I might have to take away training at lunchtime yeah uh, and just see how that goes but I think for, for you I, I I'm I think more affected by fatigue when I train or it affects my productivity a lot more so I don't know if I get away initially training twice a day yeah yeah yeah. you managed it a lot better well like you said that that's just, you've got to build up to these things and understand and it helps you to understand your body a little bit more and just go, right, I'm going to train twice a day. But like I said, the, effect, the effects of that would be maybe adverse is that you'd end up then going backwards. You're not actually getting the true training effects. You're going to start feeling fatigued. Your body's going to start getting a little bit more maybe catabolic because you're not getting enough energy, you're not getting the right foods. So it's, it's small steps. But ultimately, as long as you're doing something throughout the day, it makes you feel a little bit better with regards to exercise or even just family time. You're still achieving some goals. And even if you're combining them, I don't know, say, let's go for it. You, uh, after work, your children come home from school, let's actually go for a walk as a family. So you get two birds, one stone. You know, you're going out for a walk, you're doing some kind of physical activity, and you've got quality family time. So it, there are ways around it. It's just, it's just labour on the point is that there's no point. With, with regards to having the illness, you don't just cut everything out. You don't just stop activity. You don't just stop physical activity because you've got an illness. It's a way around that. Because if that's one thing that kind of helps you to uh, unwind and relax is, is activity, then why completely cut it out? Because that's not going to help in the long term. You're going to start mm-hmm. feeling, you know, a little bit down because you've not got any, you know, you've not got anything to find to have that release. So don't cut everything out. Just just manage it better or find some time. Work out a little plan. You know, so that's probably a better way of doing it than completely shutting out any activities. Well, coming up, coming up about sort of. 47 48 minutes okay. so we'll look we'll look at um wrapping it in so yeah john what would what would your takeaway be what would you from from today's episode what would you want people to take away from it what would be your like your three key areas to to take something away from here um for, firstly it's just to understand that you know it's it's not the be all and end all but with, even with just the diagnosis first of all it's not the be all and end all it doesn't have to define who you are or what you're able to do secondly don't stop what you're doing because of this try and work out ways around how you can set little goals and and not just think right that's it got a diagnosis i'm not going to get any better i'm not going to get back to where i was so let's ultimately just just stop what i'm doing that's not the point. That's not the approach because you've got to be positive throughout. Um, thirdly, is just there is light at the end of the tunnel. It's it's a horrible, debilitating disease, but it's but I found I found for myself 
is that a lot more people out there experiencing these kind of these, these kind of problems. And the more you talk about it, and the more people you get involved, you can start to flow off each other and understand what works for them, but might actually work for you that you never thought about before. So it's having a good support group as well, and just get out there, enjoy it, and embrace it, and just try and overcome everything. You know, it's it's a horrible hurdle to overcome, but we support the family, friends, and you know, um, people that have been through the same kind of thing. Is that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think for me, um, I pretty much would just echo that. Like, the first thing is that you're never alone. You know, we, yeah, absolutely. We were talking earlier about we stand alone together. Yeah, but in that, you know, you're never actually truly really alone. There's always people there, so I, d- I never suffer in silence. There's always someone you, you can speak to, um, yeah. and and just don't feel ashamed about it. One of the biggest things for me was, and it's probably just the person that I am anyway, is I just, the first conversation I had with anybody since I was diagnosed and had a colostomy bag was to instantly talk about the colostomy bag. I just, yeah. elephant in the room, I'm going to I'm gonna talk about it. <laughs> all of a sudden, yeah. just because I did that, it removed any sort of stigma around it. It removed yeah. that, I took it, I owned it. And because I'm talking about it, then I'm on the front yeah. foot. Yeah, so, absolutely. I agree. Uh, yeah, and then just do that one thing. You do one thing. If you weren't doing it before, you're doing, like we said before, you're doing 100% more than what you were doing the day before. So yeah. one thing, do one thing, that's 100% more than you were doing before. Yeah. Okay, no, yeah, I, yeah, absolutely agree. Like, all right, guys, I hope you got something from that today. Um, me and John's got to go back to being dads now and uh, sort out some three-year-olds. Get him to bed. <laughs> All that fun and games. But yeah. I'll get my teeth done. Get your teeth. Yeah, I need a facelift. I need a facelift. Okay, guys, that concludes today's episode. Um, if you enjoyed it, don't forget to press the like button down below. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the channel. We're going to be backwards and forwards updating you with more information on Crohn's and colitis and generally sharing our story. So, I will see you guys.